In the kitchen whipping sauce. Kitchen whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping, whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping sauce. Texture dripping with the sauce. Dripping with the sauce. Finesse and getting it with the sauce. Getting it with the sauce. In the kitchen whipping sauce. Kitchen whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping, whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping sauce. My texture dripping with the sauce. Dripping with the sauce. All right, welcome to Chef Life TV. Today I must have one of the most, you know how uh, Dos Equis has the most interesting man in the world? Um, I think I have the most interesting chef in the world here today. Um, his name is too hard for me to pronounce, so I'm gonna call him Chef Sheyu. Chef Sheyu, okay. Uh, why don't you tell people how you, how you pronounce your whole name? What's up everybody? My name is Chef Sheyu Usman Danfordio Fitzgerald from Staten Island, New York. Born and raised. Okay. So you said you've been you've been around. You started your your journey outside the U.S. when in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Well, I left New York City back in nineteen ninety nine, and you know, prior to that, you know, I was working and working in different hotels. And you, you know, when you work in hotels, you work with a lot of people from different countries okay. and all over parts of the world: China, India, Sri Lanka, Philippines, from wherever, Jamaica, whatever. And I was like, I want to be that guy, guy. I mean, because, you know, growing up, when I was a kid, my mom was always telling me, you know, I, I had a, for me, being a chef was like, from like, I knew like from like five. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to be in the kitchen. I wanted to cook. And my mom was like, yo, that's, that's what you want to do. That's what you do. And it'll be good for you. You'll always have a job. You'll never be hungry. And you can go anywhere and work. Yeah. So when I was growing up, you know, back when we lived in uh, Stapleton, in our bathroom, we had this huge ass map going to the bathroom. And it was like this map of the whole world. It was, I mean, it was huge. It was like maybe like eight by like seven feet long. So it was a huge map. And I used to look at it all the time, like different places. I love looking at maps and like, yo, I want to go here. I want to go there. Yeah. Make cook here. That's why I'm a kid thinking like that, you know? And that was my dream. And I, and it's funny, like when I went to high school, you know, you go to your guidance counseling, you talk about what you plan. So, you know, yeah. graduate, go to culinary school. And you see it in, you see like the ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, senior year. It was all the same shit. Absolutely. Graduate culinary school, travel. And so I graduated, went to, I graduated, started working, and I went to culinary school. And then, you know, started working around the United States a little bit in like Northeast. And I was like, yo, you know what? 19, I'm, I'm gonna pack my shit up this time. And no matter what, whatever I got in my pocket, we out. Yeah. We out. I was playing, my my goal was to go to San Francisco. Okay. I just went out, I took a trip to go out to, um, to do uh, classes at the um, CIA. Out of Napa Valley. All right. So I went out with some food and wine parent course with the Mandali family. So I met Holly Mandali. Oh, I So dope, I was out man. there going out there. She, they took us out to Opus One. We was in the back in the cellars tasting barrel samples of Opus One. That's lit. And all this crazy. Not, yo, so it was dope. So, but when I came back, I had met this young lady, my ex-wife, and uh, you know my thing was always like this. I'm like you know not trying to settle down. So yeah. I always tell I meet people. Like, oh, I travel a lot. I'm traveling. I'm, we, I'm here today, I could be going tomorrow. And most girls be like, oh, you know, that's good, but you know, we just kind of keep it kind of casual. Yeah. So I met this young lady, she was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to England. And I was like, oh shit, she did me one up. That's what's up. So we just kind of continued to hang out and yeah. things was progressing, things was going great. And I was like, yo, you know what? You, you mind if I roll with you to England? I'm going to San Francisco, but I can go across the pond. Yeah. Same thing, as long as I'm leaving New York. It's like, yo, let's roll. So we, we, we packed up our shit in 1999 and rolled out. And then we came back in 2003. 
Man. And like, yo, we hit all points. Like, yeah, that was my first passport. Okay. And when I came back, my passport was completely filled, except for like Damn. maybe two pages. That's how many countries we was hitting. We hit up like 20 different countries. Damn. And like, yo, we just backpacking, traveling, working, living. Living, bro. Just living and doing whatever and having mad fun. And like, you know, it was great. It was one of the best, great experiences. We left New York, we went to, we went to Birmingham. Cause I was like, yo, we're from New York City. We can go to London, but London, New York, it's is like same the same shit, thing. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. City, city. Yeah. Let's go to another city. So we went to Birmingham. So it was a little bit different. It was different, it was, it was fun. Totally different culture, and just just went like just like a fishing water. Got in, found work, found an apartment, just started living, and we did that for about a year. I was like, "Yo, it's great here, but it's not that great. Let's continue to travel. Let's go see what's, where else can we go." So we had um, started reaching out. I was like sending my resumes to like Korea, sending my resumes to Jerusalem, to you know, to Egypt, different places. I was like, "Yo," because once you start traveling. You start seeing how, you may think it's difficult, but when you start doing it, it's not that difficult. Mm. And you realize how easy it is. You think you need mad glow? Nah, you don't need mad money. You just need what you need. And you make right. it happen. You make what you, you know, if you got $2, then fuck it. You got $2, you make that $2 last. Get some cup of noodles, dog. That's it, you, you, you figure it out. So then, we just resumes, and like, this is like about, it's about 2000 now. It's like, yo, Olympus in Australia. They gonna need help. They gonna need workers, people out there. So we started focusing on Australia. So send all our resumes. And everybody's like, yo, great resume, just come on out. I was like, well, sponsor me with a visa and stuff like that. Well, you get here, you get the job. I'm like, well, shit, I get there. I ain't got a visa. But, you know, so we just, you know, trying to figure out. So we figured, you know, I, I, I was at the age limit still where I can get a student, like a, a, a working holiday visa, they called it. Okay. So you, you, the working holiday visa for Australia was $450. You get four months, and you know, pretty much it. I like four. I say like four months, though. I'm like four. Four Australia's pretty fucking big, man. It's like if if not the same size as the United States, maybe bigger. I said I don't know how much can I see in four months. So you know, we're thinking about it, thinking about it. I don't know what possessed me to uh, pick up the, the the pamphlet I had, the information, and flip it over, turn it to the other side. The other side had New Zealand on it. The visa was fifty dollars cheaper, and it was uh, eight months longer for twelve months. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to New Zealand. Done deal. I don't know shit about New Zealand. I know where it's located, and I'm going. Damn. People like, yo, you going to New Zealand? Why you going to New Zealand? You, you know anybody else? I got plenty of friends out there. They just don't know it yet. When we get out there, they know me. So we were, yo, so we packed our shit up. We, 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 we left England. And now we, when we was in England, we traveled to like Amsterdam, Morocco, Spain, Germany, Denmark, France, a whole bunch of different places. And there's tons of shit that happened during that time there. Yeah. So then we, we said, but you know, New Zealand's the next stop. Packed all our stuff up, brought it back to, because I moved my whole apartment. I was living on 116th in Frederick Douglass. I moved my whole apartment over to England, Damn. and I moved it all back, because I said, you know, I'm not losing none of my, none of my equipment, like my pots, my yeah. shit, and everything. So you know, we put everything in storage, we worked for a little bit, packed it up, saved all the money up, bounced again. And then we bounced, so we, we, we left uh, March, early March, and we, the first stop was uh, San Francisco. We chilled for a couple of days, Next stop was Taiwan, chill for a couple of days. Then we went to Kuala Lumpur. My travel agents told me, yo, Kuala Lumpur, yo, that's dope, you gotta have a good time. I set you up for a month trip out there. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. One whole month, I got the money, saved up mad thing. So we went out to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, then we say, all right, where are we gonna go? I don't know, so we just started traveling around. So we, we started traveling south. Made all the way down to Singapore. Hung out there for a little bit in Singapore. Then went back up north. My lady was like, yo, I, I want to see the Tamnagara. 
It's the, the National Rainforest. So we're like, all right, let's go. So this is my first hiking trip. All right, I've, I've done some scary shit in my life. The two of the most scariest things happened back to back. It was just so crazy. So we, we travel in Malaysia. So we go to the Temnagara. It's uh this rainforest, right? So now we get to the we get to like the where we at. I forget the name of the town, but we're not there yet. So we're getting all our stuff and uh, our food and stuff to camp and everything. We take our backpacks. Hold on, hold on. So hiking was more than just one day. It was a couple of days. Yeah, it was one day, but it was a, it was a couple of days. Just do just the process. I'm about to say dumb. <laughs> it, it, it's my first trip. It's my I'm like yo. I'm from Staten Island. I grew up you know in New York City. I I you know. My grandparents were from Virginia, so I, I think I know the woods. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I don't know woods. You don't know woods until you see real woods. So we go to this right. So now we we got tickets for so well. We're going to the, the the rainforest. So now we're on this this I don't know how you call it. It's like there's a bungalow, right? This long two seater boat. You only two seats, but it's like eight rows. You see the show National Geographic's all the time. So we're on the boat, and it's like two hours on this river going upstream, and we're just going up this river, and like. You know, I see another boat with supplies going like speeding past us. And yeah. we go, it was like kind of like a tour, like. And then as we're going up, swag, I kid you not, my bro, there was cats in the freaking with the with the leather skinnies and with the spears, fishing like that. Natives in the freaking rainforest. And I'm like, yo, look at this shit. This is like real National Geographic. You see the, the yak and the shit. I'm like, yo, whoa. So we travel two hours up. We get there to HQ. Now. We get to HQ, we get our maps and everything. It's like some little photocopy shit. And like, all right, we're gonna try and make it to Lata Burko. Uh, I forgot how many how many kilometers it was, but it it turned out to be like maybe like a, a couple of miles hike. And I was like, oh, we can do it. We can get to this place and they got the campsite and everything. So like, all right, no problem. So we're hiking and you see mad people, and everything walking through. But as we keep going, the shit's getting denser and denser. And, and the beaten path is getting less beaten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you know, you know the little reflectors? That's how you know you're on a bike. So I'm seeing them less and less. It's getting far and few between. <laughs> I'm getting a little nervous and shit. And like, so we keep hiking and then, you know, and we, we, we it's been a minute since we saw somebody. We're in the woods now, the jungle. And it's been a minute since we see them. So we saw another couple hiking back. This way, going back in, yeah. like asking questions. And, yeah, you guys on the right? Y'all said, all right, great, because it's, it's getting kind of dense, man. Yeah. And... So we, we continue going. And it gets to a point where I'm like, yo, I can't find the next marker. And like, it's like 5.30. I'm like, it's going to get dark soon, man. We, we got to set this tent up. Because I bought that Paragon. I never set the ship my entire life. Yeah. It's my first time setting up. I'm like, I don't want to do it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so we set the tent up and everything. And I'm like, all right, let's just chill out. And we're, we're starting to get dark. I'm like, yo, toss, yo. Let's try to stay up as late as possible because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and to be up all night because, yo, how to describe it? You know, um, it's like being in Times Square during a blackout, but everything's moving like normal. Mad noise, mad shit going on. So it's like, it's pitch black now because the canopy, the moonlight can't get yeah. through, so it's dark as shit. And I hear like, the full jungle, and all types of uh, shit going nah, on. that's so, not for me, dog. <laughs> so we, we like that. I'm like, yo, this is real. So I'm like, whatever. I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too worried. But every now and then, right? Not too hit, worried, nigga. I would have been petrified, <laughs> dog. But, but every now and then, you hear this, and I'm like, the fuck is that? So like, you know, like I said, like a branch breaking. A branch breaking. Nah, but dog. here's the thing: it's like 
It ain't four for the tree, because four for the trees go. Yeah. It's just one snap. I'm like, yo, what the fuck's out there heavy enough to break a twig? So I open up the tent. Who's out there? He started yelling, screaming, yeah. I'm like, this guy's here. Rich, we fall asleep. We wake up the next morning. All right, we're all good. So, like, let's try to find a trail gap. So, we find, we, we pick up the trail. And, like, on the map, there's, like, a little creek. I'm like, all right, the guy said, you got you to wade across this creek. All right, no problem. We'll wade across this shit. When we get to this motherfucker, there's a raging river. This shit's about, like, 40 feet long. I'm like, I'm not crossing that shit. It's, like, moving hard. And I don't know how deep it is and how it's moving. I'm like, yo, that shit looks deep. It's dark. It's that muddy water and shit. You yeah. can't. Oh, you nah. it's over for you. I was like, yeah, fuck that. It's five and a half hours in. So I said, fuck it. It's five and a half hours back out. So we five and a half hours in, five and a half hours back out. We get back to HQ, tired as shit, legs eating up by leeches and all types of shit. Cause I didn't have to get, I was not prepared. I had my Abercrombie and Fitz. I had my Mark Echo pants on and shit looking fly. But when I started sweating and shit started getting wet, that shit got mad heavy. And it started feeling like it was lead in my pants just weighing me down. So when we got back, you know, I'm dropping like my, my burner, my fish ride and everything. And the guy's like, how's, it, how's the hike? And I was like, yeah, it, was, it was good. It was hot and sweaty and leeches. My legs is all bloody up. He said, you see him? I was like, this is nice, you know? He said, yeah, because you know, there's another group of 10 people and they had a tour guide. I'm from New York City. I ain't need no tour guide. But they had a tour guide. They got the tour guide. They pitched up their tent. And then they, the tour guide took him off the beaten trail to show him some faunas and some other little stuff. And when they came back, dude said those fresh tiger paw prints all around the tent site. And I looked down and said, yo, there's tigers out there? He looked at me and says, yeah, it's the fucking jungle. I was like, what the fuck? And I started thinking about that twig. <laughs> I started thinking about that twig. I was like, what the fuck? So, yo, I mean, that's what's, just... What's the, what's the tiger's name from, 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 from Jungle Book? Scar? <laughs> Scar, yeah. Scar's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yo, so all, so you got to travel because you was a chef. Yeah. So wherever you go, you said, fuck it. I'm gonna go because I get a job. I get a job no matter where. So what job you had overseas that was the best job for you? Mmm... <laughs> I would say any country, not not just England, any country. Nah, no, no. My my one of my favorite jobs when I was overseas, when I was in New Zealand, it was the first time I was a official sous chef. I was working in Auckland. Um, oh, goddamn! Your first official sous chef job was in New was Zealand. in New Zealand. Yeah. So my first, I mean, I, I've been left responsibilities. You know, there's been plenty of times when chefs gave me the reins and chef, you know, we, I'm taking my shoes out. I need you to stay here because I trust you. Yeah. But this is my first official job, official title as a suit. So I'm in, you know, in, a, in the suburbs. This job is like, you know, it's in a small little suburb town in New Zealand, uh, in Buckland Beach. And, you know, the, the waterfront was right there in front of me across the road. Yeah. And you can see the city, the city skyline and off in the, in the thing. It was like a 60 seat restaurant. It was dope. It was fucking cool. And I was going there and a lot of places like in England and New Zealand, have these chalkboards up back in, you know, everybody's doing it now, but they was doing it a long time ago. Yeah. I've been seeing people doing, put the specials up and everything. I was doing all types of specials and stuff. And that was my responsibility. So this is why, this is why I stepped up my spice game. I was like, cause this is a small little restaurant, a little mom and pop joint. But you know, they, they want me to produce. And you know, they don't want me to spend no money. But you know, as I'm, as I, I like to plunder. Wherever I go, I plunder to do everybody's shit. Cause I like to know where everybody's going on, who I'm dealing with. 
So I'm going through cabs and shit, and I find like these all these spices. And a lot of them are old and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, sweet. All right, we got spices. And it just so happened, like maybe like I can't remember what the time frame. We was at the um the, the Auckland Food Show. I think it was probably before I started this job. I had picked up this one, this book called Spice Notes. So I started looking. I was reading that because I didn't really have. I had maybe one book. No, I didn't have any books with me when I traveled. Just my notebooks to write my notes. So I didn't have. So I had this one cookbook I picked up, and I was like, all right. So it just it's just all about spices. How to blend them. How to mix them. What they go with and the history of them, where they come from, the scientific names, the, bi- the biological names, all that stuff. So I just started taking what I had in the cabinets and started looking up and like, all right, let me try to mash these things together. Cause, so I had a pork chop, I had a sirloin, a piece of fish, and that. So I had to take those things and make them different from what was on the menu. Yeah. And I had to do it, just use spices. So I was using spices and I started making a lot of different chutneys because I'm using their fruits and stuff. So I, and that was just my little thing I, and, I re- and it was so much fun. And I really, that's how I really got to understand my step, set my spice game up. That's dope, man. Yeah, so that was an awesome job. Awesome job. That was good. I really enjoyed that. And let's see, so you've been to your uh, UK? I can say UK, right? I can yeah. say London, because London is being over to London. Mm-hmm. New Zealand, you went to, when you went to the jungle, where was that again? Malaysia. Small fuck crazy. <laughs> Malaysia. What, okay, so. Before you came back, was that the only place you worked at? Was New Zealand? No, I, I worked obviously, obviously like we said, we worked in the UK. Then um, I was in Malaysia. I wasn't working; I was more traveling, but I was yeah, still yeah, eating yeah. a lot of stuff and, yeah, yeah. and like you know talking with chefs and everything. Right. The New Zealand, I worked in a few different places out there. You know, all over the three islands. You know, just traveling around those islands. I was there for two years, just traveling. We had actually left for a hot minute to go dive under the Great Barrier Reef. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a certified scuba diver. So I'm like, yo, I'm Australian right there. Cause what the fuck you don't do? <laughs> I, I don't dance too well. <laughs> but so, you know, so we went to, when we came back from, from Aussie, they gave me a new stamp. And I was like, yo, we, we starting back from the beginning again. Cause it's supposed to be a year visa. They gave me yeah. a brand new stamp. I said, like, yo, fuck, we can stay longer. So we, we, want, we want to extend our visa. So we worked there, uh, then coming back, we were supposed to do that trip back and get through Asia, but the money wasn't right. So he said, fuck it, we're gonna go straight to Hawaii. We were supposed to stay there for two weeks while I was staying for like almost a year. Damn, bro. So it was my first my first trip to Hawaii working at Honolulu. And I helped open up um, this restaurant called um, Meritage with this local Hawaiian chef. The shit was pretty dope, it was fun. How you find these jobs, man? Just... Listen, well back then, you know, you know, it was just like, get the paper, kind of look through stuff and, you know, a lot of did a lot of searches and indeed always you know wasn't wasn't happening. Nah, wasn't. You still had to you still had to kind of go through the newspaper or had like you know a word of mouth or something. Mm-hmm. And it was in Hawaii it was hard because Hawaii is big on nepotism. They don't want to put no ads, no paper, nothing. They, they go, you know somebody, uh, bring them in because you know because a lot of times they get like transient people you know come out there to surf. They get a little they, they work for like a week or two, get their first paycheck, we good now we out. And, and they screw people, so they, that's why they always try to pick people who are local. Yeah. So when I got there, it was mad hard. I wasn't getting no jobs. I would see, I would open the paper. You got a job in the paper because I'm reading every day, looking for jobs. New job in the paper. Oh, all right, great. I go check it out. Oh, the position is filled, bro. You just put the job in the paper. Yeah. Position filled. All right, no problem. I went and got my Hawaiian ID. Everything changed. Kind of honor discounts. I got the local. I was local now. <laughs> so. 
when I started getting, you know, so I started talking to the chef. When I met this one chef, he was opening a restaurant. And he had worked in the mainland, you know, San Francisco and whatnot. He's like, yo, I could use somebody like you with your skill set, you know, help me get this off the ground. I was like, whatever, chef, I need work. You know, right now I'm just doing some, I'm doing labor work. I'm doing demolition, yeah. you know, just to make it buy. But then, um, so we, we opened a restaurant. It was dope. It was nice. It was great. It was a really good restaurant. It was awesome. And then from then, if you really think about Hawaii, almost everybody in Hawaii, especially Honolulu, has two jobs. So I was like, fuck it, go get a second job. So now I went, got another job at a freaking bubble gum. Because, you know, I was like, I just need some extra cash. Yeah. So, you know, and just to buy my time. And, and it was the world. It was a hustle. And then, but you start, make, you, you start working and you pick up skill sets. You pick up, you, know, you start networking with people. And, you know, that's what it is, you know. And, like, I take every job. When I walk into a kitchen, I want to walk in there hard as shit. I want to walk in like my dick is dragging three feet behind me. I'm gonna bust my ass no matter what, yeah. you know, because I think every potential, no matter what I do, if I'm if I'm behind a stove, I put a knife in my hand. It's a possible job interview. It's a possible my name being, you know, transpired onto the next person or this whatever. Yeah. You never you never know what's gonna happen. Cause when you're in the kitchen, shit happens all the time. So when I go in, I go in hard. Like one time I had I got called out to do this food and wine festival. You know, I've done things before. You get visiting okay. chefs. No, it's all good. You, I've done things before. You get visiting chefs. They come in like the five minutes before the event starts. Weren't expecting everything to be ready. You call me up. You fly me out. I'm like this, yo. What day's the event? The event's on Saturday. All right, I'm coming Wednesday. Yeah. I get off the plane, wash up, shower. Depend what time it is. I'm right in the kitchen within a couple of hours. That's I'm here to work. That's it. So I get down there and I start, you know, like, wow, you, you, you want to come to the kitchen? That's, yeah, I want to take my time, get everything right, and make sure I miss no details. So, because I'm, you know, I'm here, you know, and, you know, plus, you know, you got to find shit, you, wanna, you know, you don't want to become a last man. I don't yeah, want, you got to scramble with shit, then, I don't want nobody, I hate not, that nervous feeling, man. Not saying I, I don't trust people to, to do what I want, but I want certain things to be a certain way, so when I'm cooking, I'm feeling confident that I got everything exactly how I want it, because, you know, Consistency is the key. Yeah. You know, something's a little off. You gotta, you know, you gotta start thinking. I, I don't want to do that. I just want to be an autopilot and just go, go, go. So I would go in and start busting my shit out. I'm there Wednesday busting stuff out. There Thursday busting stuff out. Other visitors just come like Friday, expecting everything to be ready. I was like, am I, if I'm in the kitchen, we work on my stuff. If I'm not here. You ain't working on nothing. So meanwhile, these dudes get in Friday. Your shit already fucking done. I'm already done. I'm You're I'm, chilling. You're I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Now I can. Now you can go do whatever the fuck you want to do on Friday. Do what I want to do, walk around, yeah. see a little bit, yeah. kind of hang out. I'm like, yo, we good. We good. My, the, the guy they part me up with, they're like, yo, you're like the greatest man ever. I'm like, yo, I just, we here just to cook. I'm here to do it. Yeah. Let's have some fun getting to know you, and we're going to have some fun. Everybody else, I don't know what the fuck they doing, but our shit's going to be dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, I pride I, I myself at, at, at reading people very well. And now, you know, with the show I got going on, I have to look at people's Instagram and read them very well. And when I saw you, I said, yo, this nigga been through some shit. Let me bring a boy. <laughs> yo, I'm glad you yeah. did, man. Because I, 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 saw, I, I saw your show. I don't know how I came across your page. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. This brother's out here, he's doing his thing. He's beating people. That's what's up. I, yo, follow him. What's going on? You follow me back? I was like, oh, that's what's up. And I hit you back like it was like in a glass of the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I appreciate that. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yo. And then you being in Jersey, because I'm in Jersey now, so I was like, oh, you right here, man. Where you at? Where you at? Where I'm you? in Fort Lee. Oh, you right here. You know, 
So, because when we came, because I just recently came back from um, my second trip to Hawaii. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was living, you know, sat down and everything, and then I was like, yo, with my company, I was like, yo, I need, I need to change. I need to get, I need to get out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I want to relocate. I don't know where, but we'll see what's good. So, my lady now, we talking. She's from New Mexico. She's like, yo, let's get out of New York. Let's go somewhere. Well, where you want to go? Because I've been a lot of places, and I can. I like to see some new places. So we go some places where we what I've been to, whatever. So we know how different places. I was like, well, well, let me find out where the work's at. Let me see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it just happened that you know our top places are Seattle, Hawaii was one of those places. Seattle's fire right now, bro. But Seattle's awesome. It's awesome. And Texas, because you know Texas has got good money and you know the houses out there are great and yeah. the real estate's good. So it's like, where can we go? And my lady said, you know, she's from New Mexico, West Coast. So I'm like, what about California? She's now nah, I don't do it California. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go back to Cali and work, man. I, every time, as many people I meet who don't like L.A., every time I go to L.A., I have a great time. Right? San Francisco, awesome time. I can't wait to go, man. I still haven't fucking gone to L.A., man. Yo, L.A.'s cool, man. I like L.A., especially when you got people. Down, man. Especially when you got people who live out there, who have been there, and you can take you around and show you what's up. That That's the best. Trying to go out there like on your own might be like a little kind of like because it's so spread out. If you ain't got no ride, traffic out there is crazy, yeah, yo. It's, it's crazy. But um, yeah, so we were just like, you know, so we I had got, you know, I started looking at this job. I was like, yo, it's a job in Hawaii. They're looking for a banquet chef. I was like, fuck it, man, let's go. Let me see what's up. So I started contacting the, the hotel out there. I started connecting with people I knew at my hotel. They had people out there. That's where the connection thing comes yeah. through. You start, you know, you start putting things together. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, you know, the executive chef, he was new to the hotel. He was just going out. He was from Arizona. He's actually from Germany, but he was in Arizona with the company, and he was going. They was shipping them out there, and then he, I was like, this, all right, we're gonna do this tasting and everything. I said, all right, I'll get, I'll get a free trip out to Hawaii, go out there do the tasting. Nah, G, the chef came into my hotel. Ooh. I was like, damn. And so this is crazy because like normally. Like my crew, like in my hotel, I was at the Marriott Marquis. They never seen someone, you know, they, they seen people do tastings for the job here. Yeah. They never seen somebody do a job to leave. Let me tell you something. It's funny you say that, because I do that a lot. You know what I'm saying? I take these job interviews, right? And they be like, like in like Florida, or like somewhere like- They fly you out, yo! They'll fly me out, bro. I like this. You know what? I ain't gonna take the job. I'm gonna be tripping. Am I ready for that? Go, bro! Ain't no wrong. Yo, ain't no wrong for it. And, yo, cause listen, you went out there. Let's say you didn't get the job. You still went out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's look. Let's say you're not interested in taking the job. You go out there. You turn shit up, and you like, yo, you know what? I see mad potential out this piece. Yeah. Let me let me think about this a little bit more. Like like. Like that job I was telling you about when I went out there for that, that yeah. Food and Wine Festival, they was like this, yo, chef, you know, we, we about to open up another place over here. You should try and talk to the exec. Maybe, look, I would love for you to come out here. That's how the conversation was going. The crew was like, yo, we want you to come out. I mean, this is my second time out there. Yeah. There was new people, but there was some old heads that were there first time. My man brought me out the first time, but the, the second time, they had a new exec chef, and they was reaching out. They needed some people, and then my name came up, and it's like, yo, she may come through because my man was still connected to them because he's still from Texas. And I was like, you, are you going to fly me out? Yeah, no problem. So they was like, oh, Yo, you never know. Never it, know. I mean, it's, it's this golf resort. My man was doing some major stuff. And like he like he was there, then he left. But it, he started working with like George Bush 
and Tiger Woods opening like golf resorts. Damn. Yeah, there's so many different avenues when it comes to cook, the cooking. Yeah. You know, it's not just a restaurant. You could be clubs, you could be editing, you could be magazines, it's whatever. You find your, you find your niche and you, and you go. run with it, bro. You just run with it. You know, like, and like some people, like when I came back, so when we came back, I was like, yo, I, 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 had, I had a lot of issues going on for my first, my first marriage. And it was a huge custody battle going down. Came to a grant, my daughter, long story short, supposed to be out with me for me in Hawaii. Didn't happen. So it was like, yo, all right, my kid ain't with me. I gotta figure out, get my kid back. So I'm doing all this court stuff and everything. And come to find out, Hawaii wanted to help me, but they couldn't because my daughter never been there. Uh. So I, and I'm going and I'm going through the central government as well, because my daughter's out the country. And so they was like, you know, what, you know, you may win, you may not win. And I'm like, well, if I don't win, what happens? I gotta go back to New York. When I first moved out, when I first moved back out to Hawaii at the time, I did like three trips like in the first three months going back to for court and stuff. And that's expensive. I was like, I, I, I ain't making it like that. So I was like, yo, eventually I said, yo, we gotta go back. Plus my lady's daughter, who's very scholastic. Right now she's in, if I, I'm sorry if I say it wrong, Jersey City University, Jersey. No, you said right. And you said you. Yeah, yeah, she got a full ride there because oh. she's doing her thing. Yeah. But Hawaii, you know, the school system's not that great in Hawaii, but it's, it's different. It's a different yeah. lifestyle. And plus, she's a city kid now, yeah. you know. And, ho- and from people don't know, Hawaii's country. It's real country. It's, it's paradise. Yeah. So it's different. It's not like the yeah. city. So she came back before we did. So we know both kids are not here. We, we got to go back. So my mom was like, because my mom, I took my mom out there too. She loved it, huh? My mom was like, this, do I gotta go back with y'all? I said, yes, you do. Because, <laughs> you know, I need help with my kid. So we came back. I took a, my man was like, this, yo, there was nothing open in the company in the city. And I was like, damn, I, and I already know the game. Because, yeah. like, most of the exec chefs, they're, they're, they're established. They got their families. They got their wives. Their wives are doing things. So they was like, you know, I already know who's in, who's in what hotels in Marriott Corporation in New York City and what I'm going to do. My man was like, this, yo. I'm about to take a new position. I need somebody to run the kitchen. It'll get you back here. It'll get you relocation. We yeah. pay you to come back. Get you back home. Take care of what you need to do, Shay. I already know what you can, what you're capable of. And this is the plaza. No, no. This is this is this is in Newark. Newark. Yeah, I was in Newark before I got to the plaza. Yeah, yeah. Which one, Newark? Pack? NJ Pack? No, 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 no. Uh, Renaissance Airport Hotel. Oh damn. So I came back. I went there, but it was crazy because. Before I came back, things started going down at the hotel. My man hit me up and said, yo, they might be selling, might be going franchise. I was like this, I was like, he's like, the job's still yours if you want to come back because we're still in the company. You still get the relocation. I said, I, I, I got to come back because this is not working. This is working out, but my kid's not here and I, yeah. I, I got to figure out what I got to do. Yeah. So I said, fuck it, I, I'll still come back. So I came back and then when I came back, he was supposed to be like my, my boss, F&B director, but then he got nervous because the, the 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 thought of the place closing. Yeah. He's like, I, I took a job somewhere else. He went, he went with the same kids. So then he left me to run the place. I was like, well, fuck it, it's all good. Hotel didn't sell, so I just kept, I continued working. So my man was hitting me up before I came back. Hold on, what year was this? This is uh, 2000, I got back 2017. You was looking for a sous chef? I'm pretty sure. I got a feeling I fucking spoke to you, bro. 
Pretty sure. I got it, a feeling I fucking spoke to you, man. At the uh, New, New, Newark yeah, Airport Hotel? I got a feeling I fucking spoke to you, I was you, there man. from 2000, May 2017 to October 2018. I, I, got about a year I got a feeling I had a conversation with you, man, over the phone. Probably. I had, I, 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 I was looking for shoes when yeah, I was out there. I got a feeling. I, I'm pretty sure I spoke to you, man. My memory's pretty good, man. So I'm pretty sure. As soon as you said Renaissance, I said, oh, shit, I think I spoke to you before. See how small, see how small it gets. Yeah. So my man was already hit me up to come help him out at the plaza when I was in Hawaii. I said, like, bro, I'm in, I'm out here in Hawaii. I don't, I don't know when I'm coming back. I'm, I wasn't planning on coming back. And then when I came back, he says, yo, you're back in New York. What's up? I said, yo, okay, but I'm under contract. Cause when you do, when you, re, when you do a relocation, a relocation. Oh, it's about contract. You gotta stay. You, you have to stay a year. Cause they, Ooh. cause they get, cause if you leave within that year. You gotta pay back. You gotta pay all that. And my, my relocation is like like fifty, sixty thousand dollars. They move my whole apartment, airfare, and everything. And move my whole family. Move my car and everything. Pack my house up, move everything out. Jesus. And then when I had to come back, I said, yo, I, got, I need to go back to New York. Did it all again. Relocation, move me all back. Everything all back. Now you live in Fort Lee. So yeah, so when I came back, I'm living at the hotel. Yo, right yo, here. bro, I'm so I'm so trying to get out of Fort Lee. It's not fucking cheap, goddamn it. I'm so trying because my lady, when we met, she was living in Fort Lee. So her daughter had friends in there. So when she came back, she went to Fort Lee. You know, school systems out in Fort Lee are, are great. Great, yeah. They're like one of the best in the country. They're <laughs> like, they get like most of the Ivy League schools for like public schools go to Ivy League. They get all types of you're stuff. Fucking, you're fucking paying your life for rent. Yo, you, you, yo, yo. Trust me, I am, trust me. <laughs> That's why I stay grinding, my bro. So we came back and I'm like, we're, we're over there and we're working and everything. And my man's like, yo, I need you to come. I said, yo, I can't because I, I got the contract, you know. So he said, all right, no, no problem, whatever. Because we're good friends. We worked together before. And then um, <clears throat> after my year was up, everything was going good. You know, things was going good at the hotel. I'm, 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 I'm Crying so hard. I'm doing I'm doing things that people have never seen before, you know, that they never seen and yeah. at this cat this property yeah. and I'm just I'm just hustling. And if I'm making so much noise, I'm 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 upsetting people. I'm upsetting exec chefs. Cause I I I work. Yeah. I, I, I I model myself as one of my exec chefs back in the day. That mofo worked the line every day. He expedited every day. If he wasn't there, the restaurant was closed. You see, I was telling him that we went out to eat before you came. I said, he said, okay, so he said, explain to me what a sue is. Because I heard before, I said, a sous chef means, you know, sue is, is under. Yeah. It means you're, you're under the chef. And and most of the time, the chef stays in the office. And he said, oh, so when you're a chef, did you stay in the office? And what I said, bro. I was hands on, bro. That's it. Even as the exec chef, I was fucking hands on, bro. Bro, I still, I, I. It, it, it's my it's my it's my strength. It's my biggest weakness as well. Cause it's you know my strength is yo cooking up and, yeah. and making something. Let me sit down and think and write this stuff out. All right, now I gotta sit down and type. I know my numbers. I know my food course. I know how to calculate food course and all that stuff. I hate sitting down at a computer. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this. Oh, you need help? <laughs> My crew like this. Get your ass back in the office, chef. You know, handle that stuff. You know, cause they know, cause they know me. I'm like, oh, yo, you all right, bro? I see, I see your grand, bro. You working, man? I see you, man. You doing some shit. 
Let me ask you a question, because I seen you with ties and shit on. I'm like, yo, is he in the front or is he in the back? Bro, so like I was explaining earlier, I'm at this food hall at the plaza. My kitchens, I have seven mini kitchens, and they're all out front, all in the front. Now, prior to that, when I was at the Renaissance in Jersey, the Renaissance brand, they, it's different from other Marriott brands. So with the one thing they do differently, all the chefs and shoe chefs, you pick your own uniform. You pick whatever you want to wear. Doesn't matter. Cause that's, the, that's, the, that's their brand standards. Yeah. The chefs wear different uniforms and different jackets. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's not like the standard white coat and everything. I was like, you know what? I said, when I go back home, I'm going back. I got to reinvent myself again. So I said, yo, fuck it. I love ties. I'm a hoodie motherfucker, yo. I want my hoodie. But yo, I love a good tie. I see people with good tie, yo. That's a nice tie, bro. Yeah. Good tie. I buy ties, don't wear. I got a bag full of them. I said, yo, so I started rocking my ties. I said, yo, let me get some button-down shirts, throw my tie on, and start making my dinner. <laughs> what are you doing today, Shay? You working off? Nope. Go and make dinner. <laughs> yo, I, when I wear, if, if I'm wearing my tie at a vest store, I'm going even harder in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I go even harder. And it, I just started doing it. So then when we went to the plaza, you know, they, they say, all right, my, uh, Zach Chef was like, yo, you know, you got to pick the uniforms out and you got to pick the uniforms out for you and your crew. You know, you, you said, I said, well, you know, I said, yo, Sonny, you know, I've been rocking ties and shirts. Like, it's just whatever you want to do, Shay. I was like, all right, we'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring what I have and show, you know, show it to the GM, show it to Tyler English. And they was like, I like that style. I said, the cross back aprons. Because I wasn't, I was, I was never a bit apron pine kind. Yeah. I was always like that, but the crossbacks feel good because you don't get that neck drag at the end of the night. Oh, see, I need to get up on those. Like, <laughs> I should be like a Yo, because it rubber your neck and shit. Now yeah. they got the jackets with the little clip, the yeah. clasp right here. That shit don't work. It's a little bit better, but some days I, 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 I've grown to love the bib apron now. Yeah. You know, but it took me a long, it took me like fucking like 25 I years to get to that. I saw you with some aprons down at the head. I'm like, yo, long ass apron. Yo, 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 listen, I, I want to be looking like Dexter. Like, yo, I'm about to murder some shit for this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm outside of the kitchen, I get real, because that's how I know me. Yeah. My, 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 one of my boys, right? I was, I was trying to give him Marriott for like years. Yeah. Years. I finally got him in Jersey. And he's like, yo. And he's talking, because I know him since I was like three. Yeah. So he's, and, and like the crew's up there. So like, you know, they're like, yo, Shay, you don't know Shay. Shay, outside of work, at work, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. But outside, he's like the biggest teddy bear. Because yeah. that's just how I am. But at work, you know, you, you got to be that alpha male. Because you know why? You know everybody want to fucking always take the chef down. And right. yo, you don't know as good as you think you know. And plus, you know, oh, all right, chop champion, you know, and all that stuff. You know, he always want to throw some shit at me. Yeah. So I always got to be ready and be on my grizzly and be like, yo, I'm I'm here because of certain reason. This is why I'm here. And I have to show, and I, and I love showing. I'm not a cocky motherfucker. I like to just show the work. Talk, yeah. Not, not, you like to talk, you like to show. I like to talk, show. Talk, like to show. Exactly. So you get, you get the title English. You said the seven kitchens. All open. All open. And working at this at this iconic place, do you feel the pressure every day or not? It, it, working there, I I feel. Is there pressure? Yeah, there's, there's always pressure. There's always people, and, there, and 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 other people stress about certain things. And I'm looking like, for me, it's like that's just normal every day. 
If you've been doing this for a very long time, this is this is the norm. Let's you know, let's let's you know. Oh, so and so's coming in. Okay, she's coming in. Let's just step it all up. You ain't gotta be down here and 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 be on top of me. No one's ever really on top of me. I don't, I don't feel pressure like that in that sense because the proof is always in the pudding. Yeah. And when when what like my my, my FB manager said it best. He said, "Yo, the place can be fucking burned down and Sheffy in the kitchen like, yeah, we good. Don't worry about that fire." Just got your little extra seasoning. I'll work it out. I'll work this out. I've been through this before. I'm not worried about it. This has happened to me. I ain't worried about it. I got the solution. Always come with the answers. Always come with the answers. You know, the people say, yo, don't come with me with fucking problems. Come with the fucking solutions. Yeah. And that's always, a, if I see something, I, yo, I, got, I, I got a bad feeling about something. Boom, boom, boom. And I just, uh, and I follow my gut. Because of years of, of years of saying, you get that gut feeling, you don't follow it, and then you're like, you motherfucker, Murphy's Law. If it can happen, it will happen. If I thought about it happening, now I gotta stop everything. Because it, it, the thought process came out. Prep for it in case it fucking happens. Because if I didn't think about it, no problem. It's but the minute I thought about it, and I don't do it, and if shit goes downhill, I'm gonna fucking kick myself all day long. Like, damn, I should have prepped those fucking short ribs. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I all tell right. my guys like, yo, we got tomorrow to do that. Shit. Yo, don't, don't, don't. Let's not wait till, if we got time to knock it out. Let's knock it out. Yeah. Cause tomorrow you don't know. Who know? Like, like even today coming there, I'm like, yo, I'm leaving four thirty. No problem. I'm busting everything. Out. I'm trying. I'm trying to set my sue up. So cause we got we got a brunch tomorrow for 170 full buyout. I'm trying to get everything knocked out. Those so when he comes best. in. Yeah, I'm sure Coach exactly. Okay, when he comes in, I want him to be set up completely so that way he can coast right through. I was hitting up at like 11.30. He hit me up. I hit him up. I saw a picture. I said, yo, armor station prep. He's like a big old line of all the armor stuff. I said, yo, we good. I'm, I'm just kind of knocking stuff out, knocking stuff out. And then he gets in. I said, yo, just, just come in a little bit early because I, I got some fluke in. I, I wasn't expecting it to come in, but it came in. We got 15 pounds. We're gonna freeze some of it. We're gonna save some. We're gonna start just do a ceviche and let's knock this stuff out. So he comes in and we start rocking. Start rocking. The front house manager comes, oh chef, um, we're waiting for a pizza, but this is one pizza station. I'm like, this one pizza station. All right, let me go knock it out. Maybe somebody's running late. And then one of the guys come, you know, local six, you know how they roll. And they always like this, yo, uh, somebody called, who's working pizza? Who's working pizza today? Somebody call it's that? not my job, puppy. That's not me. That's not me, baby. That's not me. Did somebody come out? Did somebody call out? Just tell me. Did someone call out so we can figure this out? Let's not forget the games and asking questions you already know the answer to. Somebody called out. Just let me know. Hey, someone's not coming in. All right, let's 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 get on it. I go to pizza. I'm doing the pizzas. I yo 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 Meg. Yo, go, let's check the call outs. Make sure somebody called that. Make sure he called out. If he's not calling out. Then I, I start working. I told you about the before. I don't, if you're not coming in, I want to know what's going yeah. on because I don't want to hear that, that that sad story because I get real emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I get emotional real quick because I'll curse your ass out and next thing I know you're in the hospital. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You called out. I didn't catch it because I'm on the floor all day. My shoe didn't catch it. He didn't see it. Uh, no problem. So we're just knocking. Think, you don't know. Anything can happen yeah. at any point in time. And then I'm like, yo, it's, it's fucking... 4.45, I, I was supposed to get at 5.30, I'm going to Jersey City. I got a roll. We, you know, we, we, we debrief about an hour or two. Because yeah. you, you have to push me out. My, my crew pushes me out. Because I tell people all the time, say, yo, how you how you work all these hours, chef? You came in 6.30 yesterday. You left at 9.30 last night. You're back here 6.30. I said, yo, 
Y'all don't get it, bro. The kitchen is my fucking playground. Yeah. I'm coming outside to play. And I play with the big boys. I'm the big boy. Let's play. You know, you know what's crazy? It's funny you say that. Because I got a job at Lavo. And I tell my wife, I see y'all playing with the big boys. I can't fucking wait. Da, 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 da. I get the Lavo. I'm like, what the fuck did I do to myself? <laughs> damn it. And it was crazy. I had a blast while I was there. I'm not going to front. It felt great playing with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? And mind you, Lavo's not that far from you. Lavo's not that far from you. It's about two blocks down. It's right in front of the town. Okay, yeah. So you knew it. Yeah, so around that place at lunchtime, I was smacked. You can't, yeah. Exactly. That, I said, yo, I, I love just being in the kitchens. Even if nothing's going on. Just, you know, the hoods, here in the hoods. You know, anticipating, getting everything ready, running around. Check my invoices. Making sure shit came in. Looking for that special item I ordered. Yeah. Making sure my receiver didn't put somewhere. Or whatever the case may be. I've been in, I've been working in kitchens since... I've been getting paid to work in kitchens since 1992. God damn. While I was still in high school. I used to cut school. I used to cut school so I could work the morning shift so I wouldn't miss track practice. It's still running. I'm not missing nothing. Miss my, I won't miss my track practice, but I'll cut school to go work, do my hours, and then go back and do my track practice. And, you know, just keep on going. You know, that's, you know, I just started, because when I started working my first job, I'm working with these men. I'm in high school. And I'm like, yo, and there's other kids working there yeah. as well, but I'm like, yo, this is what I'm about to do for the rest of my life. If I don't like it now, I need to get the, get the fuck out and find something else. But this is the only other thing I've ever thought about my entire life. So I'm like, yo, I gotta like this. And you know what? I ain't like it. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love what I do. Every day. Yo, like I was telling you earlier, we did this seven course meal and where everything's going, everything's good. I said, yo, I said, yo, I get emotional when I cook, bro. I get emotional when I have a good service. I was like, yeah, I got to fight my tears, man. My, 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 girl, my man's like, yo, don't start the waterworks, chef. I said, yo, we fucking killed it. We did it. Everything came up. I mean, it was even to the point where I had, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a repetitious kind of person. Visual and repetition. Repetition. And I, want, I don't want to forget nothing. No detail. I started drawing out my pictures and everything. Like, I had mad time. So I'm, I'm really sketching out yeah. really good. Oh, oh, let me show you, Rob. Oh, 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 I got some jerky for you, oh, too. Let, go, go. let me not even forget about that. I'm sorry. Man. I, yo, beef jerky is my shit. Over there, right? Yeah, we make it in-house, and I've been doing it for a minute now, but that's my thing right there, so... I just want to say I love <laughs> when people bring me gifts on the show. I ain't saying <laughs> you gotta do it, I'm just saying I love it. <laughs> so, you know, as we're getting everything ready, and like, and like my, uh, my sales, my salesperson is asking, cause like, like I, I'm, I'm a under, I like to, this, this is what you're getting, right? I'm giving you this. That's why I tell you. I'm not giving you this. I'm really giving you this. But I always say, always undergive but overachieve. No. No, the jerk is fire. So then it's a little spicy, but it's not. Each right. one, each one's different flavors. Mm -hmm. What flavor is that one? Oh, you got the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started sitting down, drawing, drawing some my my diagrams and writing notes out, so I won't forget nothing as we're setting up. My uh my my sales rep was like, yo, 
Did you you drew these? I was like, well, yeah, let's, that's what we do. We 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 draw things out. We set things down because I'm not trying to forget anything. These are actual pictures I had drawn out. So I'm because like you know this is all new stuff that we're doing. I don't want to miss nothing. Bro, you, 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 the details about the details. You that old school New York City restaurant vibe, man. So, and she was like this, I love you so much more. And then my F&B director came in and said, I heard you draw a picture. She says, yo, we can take these and make them photocopy, put recipes. I said, yo, we can do whatever. But it's just little things that just, it just, it all comes. It just comes and like, I love this shit. I, I go all day for it. I, I can't stop. And why, 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 why? see new recipes, see new techniques, I wanna try them. And when I feel confident of my kitchen, my surroundings, my environment, I know my limitations and, my, and, what, and, and what I can do, I just go. Once I know my limitations, I know I can't do this, I can't do that, this doesn't work out too well. When I cook on that stove, it doesn't work out, that burner sucks because it's not as high as it should be. Yeah. Once I know all those things, then I work around that. I'm very adaptable and then I start saying, all right, how can I make my food work in this kitchen? And I just start working from that point on. And when I did this, you know, I fucking just went over top of everybody's head. They, 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 they had my food before. I've cooked for them before. But I say, yo, I never really cooked for you. People say, yo, I want to come to your restaurant and come eat. I said, yo, you come to my restaurant. That's business, bro. You want to eat? You, wanna, you want me to cook? You want to taste Chef Shane's food? Let's do this. Like, when I was at the Ritz-Carlton, after I was on CHOP, people started hitting me up on the gram and hitting me on social media and stuff. And I was like, you know, the menu's the menu. But you're coming here to taste my food. So I'm cooking for you. I'll, I'll devise a menu. Or I'll, you know, what's your allergies? You know, just tell me your allergies. And, and from that it. point on, I take it from there. And I was just, I was just, I was just rocking it. Just trying, just trying to drain the buzz, trying to get people to come in. And like, you know, they got this motto with the Ritz Carlton, you know, you make guests happy. You can spend $2,000 on a guest. They ain't happy. You make them happy. I was like, well, shit, man. That's the case, man. Well, well here's this nine course tasting. I charge you $50. Only because you're going to pay my waiter. What you would pay for the for the party, for this event. Well, not this event, this, this meal. I'm only going to charge you $50 that day. But that extra, you put down a tip for the weight. Make him happy. And that's it. So that way, everybody's happy. My crew's not, I'm in a local, I'm in a union hotel. They don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. They let me just do it. Chef, chef's doing his thing. Right. No problem. So, sad to say we almost got to wrap up, but I'm, at, I'm, I'm just going to tell you now, I want you to come back next season. So, no problem. So we live. Nah, no, oh, anything. Yeah, anything for you, bro. And we're going to continue off because your stories is fire. So, real quick though, you said chops. You see, I didn't even know this was on chop. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, see, yeah. See, I, that's why I didn't bring you. I brought you here because your page is lit. See what I'm saying? Talk to me about chop real quick. All right, so, what's with my ex-wife? See, I'm letting you know, I didn't bring you on here because you was on Food Network, brother. I brought you on here because your page was lit and it looked like you got it popping. But real quick, talk to me about chop real quick. So, back in 2010, when I was married, um, my ex-wife. Prior to that, we was trying to get on a few TV shows. Cause like, I'm cooking. I'm doing. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing. I'm like, yo, but things not popping off how 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 I think it should be. And it's not like like homeboy was saying these starter chefs coming in here and thinking like I want this, I want that. 
bro, you ain't put the dues in. You ain't put the time in. Yo, this is now 2007. I've been cooking now solid 10, sorry, maybe 15 years mm. or so. 15, 12 years, whatever. I don't and do this math. this is 2010. This is 2007, 2008 when, when things is popping off, right? I just hit my 16th, but go ahead. So damn. We, we try to get on like uh, Hell's Kitchen. I was getting real far, but then I think that at some point I, I got a little nervous like how long I was going to be away. Because a lot of these TV shows, they want they want some they want some good cooks, but they sometimes they don't want some good cooks because like you can kind of be boring if you just somebody who's just focused on doing their job. Yeah. Because that's what that's what we do. Put your head down and work. That's not really what the TV's about. They want people to be kind of jack and. And when I'm comfortable in the kitchen, I get energetic. I get loud, I get boisterous, and I get real territorial. So we started doing these interviews and stuff, and things were to popping off. I was like, yo, fuck it. It's not, maybe TV's not for me. Maybe I'm too raw for TV. Maybe I'm just too much of a, a real chef. Because you look at these TV shows, you see fucking clowns on them. <laughs> nah, I'm serious. You see clowns or something, you see some good people, but they got to put a clown or two in there. I'm like, yo. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You can't have a bunch of pro professionals in there because if you get professionals, it's going to be a quiet kitchen because everybody focus on their job. So I, I kind of gave up. So my, my ex-wife, she's a, she's a master of wine. So she was doing a wine event and she forgot the program. And she's like, yo, babe, I need you to come bring the program. I'm like, yo, it's, it's like six or whatever. It's Surrey. Yo, I'm in Staten Island. She's in Tribeca. I got the baby. She's like, yo, just, I need him. I need the program. I was like, all right, fuck it. You, you, you need it? I'll bring it. Got the baby. Got the program. Got some traffic. Got ferry. Ferry. Train. Tribeca. And you're like, yo, it's sort of like 7 o'clock when I got there. Like, you know, it's my little stay. The baby can eat. We got food coming out. You guys can eat. Whatever. All right, cool. No problem. So I, I'm eating. I'm, I'm sitting there with a bunch of table. A bunch of, it was a women's wine club. Okay. And I'm sitting with a bunch of ladies, I don't know. I'm just sitting there talking with them and everything. And they said, what do you do? I said, well, I, I work at Mary Marquis. I'm, a, I'm the chef. I'm the garbage chef. You know, worked there. I've been there for about time. I've been cooked for seven years. And just start talking. And this lady's like, yo, I really like you. You know what? I'm the ca- I'm, a, I'm one of the casting directors for Chopped. Over. I want you to be on the show. I was like. We had mad drinks. We had mad wine. You didn't even have to go through the process of filling this shit out. No, nothing. I did. I did all that. I did all that. But the funny thing is, I didn't believe her. Because we we drinking, man. I thought she just bullshit. Because we drinking. Yeah. I left them. And they still was drinking. I, I, so it was getting late. I took the baby went home. I left them ladies there. And they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they finished off some more bottles. But, yo, guarantee, sure enough, the next morning when I woke up, because I get up early and work garbage kitchen. I'm usually up at 4.30 in the morning. I checked my email the next morning, and everything was right there. I said, oh, okay. So we filled everything out, and it was like downhill. It was just rolling. Things was going, they called me up. I had to go down to like um, Varick Street, whatever, do like these the, the interviews and whatnot. And then like, I skated over there and said, yo, we want you, you know, hyped up. So I'm like, all right, trying to do as much as I can. And I, I've done a few of these interviews, so I'm, I kind of like know what they want. Yeah. You know, so I'm just kind of like popping. And it just kept rolling, 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 rolling. And at the whole time, I'm opening up my wine store in Staten Island. I work at the Merritt Marquis. I'm about to transfer down to the Ritz-Carlton and Battery Park. Mad shit's going on. So as we're doing these interviews and everything, I transfer downtown. My wine store opens up. 
and I work a I work a full week, and then they call me and says, "Yo, the 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 the, the we're, we're going to shoot on this day. It just happened to be my first day off, so I just kept working and went right straight to that and went right to that motherfucker." And then I tell people all the time, like people are like, "Oh, what was it like being on a chopper?" I said, "Yo, it was like a really long work day," and I tell I says, and people are like, "Yo, how was that?" I says, I'll be honest. I tell I, 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 honestly. I said honestly, I was lucky. All the ingredients I had, I worked with before, so I felt cool with when I, when they, when I, when the mystery pasta came up. I was like, "All right, I got this. I right, I got that. I got this." The hardest part about chop was trying to name your dish, trying to make it sound good for America, yeah. not be like, "Yo, I just made some shit, eat it, and like it." Yeah. <laughs> so. But it was great. It was it was amazing, you know. So I went through the first round, knocking shit out. Second round, shit started getting crazy. If you ever watch it, you know, it was wild. It was funny. It was crazy. And I made it to the third round, and I fucking beat motherfucker, yo. Why? I took the home the champ, yo. I was like, man, I walked out that motherfucker like my head was like this, bro. <laughs> oh, I woke up with ten grand in my pocket, bro. It's like the easiest ten grand I ever made in my life. Look, I'm talking. Yo, it was it was amazing. It was a, it was a great experience. And then people's like, "Yo, that, that, that blew you up?" No, they didn't blow me up. But you know what? I didn't need that to blow me up. Chop doesn't make me. The skill speaks for itself. The skill set that I've been doing and the work I've been doing for all these years—that what makes me. I see, I see the past in your pictures. People always say like this, "Yo, you you don't ever talk about your child." I says, "Yo, that's just for fun." Yeah. I says, "Yo, everything else, what I do because." You, we, cause I've done chop. I went back on chop champions. I've done the taste. There's another one coming out. It hasn't even aired yet. I don't even know when it's gonna air. I just happened to just recently, but it was fun. And I, yo, people call me up. Yo, you want to come? Yo, I'm out. Once again, you free. You fly me out there? What's well, all good? Let's do it. <laughs> hey man, listen man. I appreciate you stopping by the show, man. Nah, no worries. Good time, man. I appreciate it, man. Listen, man. It was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it, Chef. Thank you.